Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host Silwan, great to be with you on this Wednesday. Now, yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about mass incarceration and its impact, what we should do about it. But let me be clear, while I am empathetic to those neglected and abused by the legal system, most of them did the crime and they got to do a little time. I do not want liars and thieves and violent people and troublemakers in the family. Which, at times, can be a little confusing, can it? Because on the other hand, many of my heroes were rule breakers. Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Daniel Boone. They saw injustice or things they believed were wrong. Well, they didn't follow the rules. What to do with my children (laughs) or myself? How do you encourage standing up for justice and what is right and what you see is wrong and knowing and being willing to break the rules sometimes, but not turning into a criminal? Being one of those poor souls we spent an episode talking about yesterday. You know, a good place to start for when you see injustice and you want to do something about it. The term civil disobedience comes into play, doesn't it? Nonviolent protest or reaction to injustice. Well, who sort of wrote the book on that, literally? Henry David Thoreau. Here's a passage where he begins, Unjust laws exist. Shall we be content to obey them? Or shall we endeavor to amend them and obey them until we have succeeded? Or shall we transgress them at once? So he kind of lays out the problem, doesn't he? You see an unjust law, do you just live with it? Do you obey it? And hope through normal governmental processes you can change it? Or do you immediately say, that is unjust, I will not follow it? He goes on. Men generally, under such a government as this, think they ought to wait until they have persuaded the majority to alter them. They think that if they should resist, the remedy would be worse than the evil. But it is the fault of the government itself that the remedy is worse than the evil. It makes it worse. Why is it not more apt to anticipate and provide for reform? Why does it not cherish its wise minority? Why does it cry and resist before it is hurt? Why does it not encourage its citizens to be on the alert to point out its faults and do better than it would have them? Do you wait, hoping that those unjust laws normally put in place by unjust people are going to grow a conscience? Or do you do something? And whose fault is it if they're not reformed? Is it the people with the power who put them in place, or is it the minority? Well, it's the people with the power that put them in place. Now, what informs our conscience? What informs our morality? This is where it gets tough. You see, historically, if our conscious immorality is formed 
by family, community, faith. You can feel pretty safe that if your conscience is telling you that is unjust and I'm going to disobey, that you might be right. On the other hand, if your conscience is informed by, I don't know, politicians, not family, not faith, not community, by what some professor told you at school that you got fired up about, by what you saw on the news, you might be blowing in the wind. The thing you see as unjust might very well be just. Makes it tough, don't it? Another passage from Civil Disobedience by the great Henry David Thoreau. Talking about when to act, what to do. How do you decide? How do you make up your mind and go, no, I will make a stand? He says, if the injustice is part of the necessary friction of the machine of government, let it go. Let it go. Perchance it will wear smooth. Certainly the machine will wear out. But if it is such a nature that it requires you to be the agent of injustice to another, then I say break the law. Let your life be a counter friction to stop the machine. What I have to do is to see, at any rate, that I do not lend myself to the wrong which I condemn. Big, bloated government's going to have all kinds of small problems and injustices. As Thoreau says here, if you tried to fight every apparent little wrong, you'd go crazy. So sometimes you got to let them go. But when do you rise up and say, enough? I will be the cog in the wheel. I will be the friction. When you realize that it's greater than just some small little piece of friction, but it's some injustice. It's some injustice that hurts everybody. That people are hurt by it and they might not even know it. That any kind of remedy the government tries to throw your way is not going to be as bad as the toll it's taking on society. And then you must condemn. You must say something. Now going to a little bit of recent history. The great Martin Luther King Jr. What did he say about all this? An individual who breaks a law that conscience tells him is unjust and who willingly accepts the penalty of imprisonment in order to arouse the conscience of the community over its injustice is in reality expressing the highest respect for the law. I like that. You're making a stand because you realize that what you're against is not lawful, but you're doing it in a way that respects the law. You're willing to take the consequences. Very few people do that today. We, we want to so avoid pain and discomfort. We're afraid to face the consequences of all sorts of things, not the least of which is civil disobedience. And then what happens? We get run over. We acquiesce. We don't make a stand. We complain that people don't get paid enough, and then we buy things off Amazon because people don't get paid enough overseas, out of sight, out of mind. We complain about overreaching government, and then we keep voting for the same people. We complain about unjust laws, and then we just obey them. And what does that lead to? More power. More power to all those entities that we complain about. I look at my children 
kind of backbone I want them to have. And really, it isn't a question of rule breakers or law-abiding citizens. It's a question of, will you give them the conscience to do what is right, no matter what it costs? And depending on where you are in history and the people in power, sometimes you'll be seen as a rule breaker. Sometimes you'll be seen as a law-abiding citizen who's a revolutionary. But either way, that's how you want to raise your kids. That's the best way to impact your community. That's what you do to yourself. Look in the mirror. What are you doing to inform your conscience? Do you have close friends and family that hold you accountable to your words, to your deeds? Do you have a belief system that you follow? Do you read the good book? Do you read the founding documents of our country that made us what we are? The more you do that, the more you refine and hone your conscience. And the better able you will be to make a stand when it is time to make a stand on something. Otherwise, you'll just be blown in the wind. You'll be blown with the wind. Or even worse, you'll follow injustice. You will become one of the people persecuting the others because you think you are right and really you are just influenced by power and a malformed conscience. You don't want to end up as Henry David Thoreau warned. What I have to do is to see at any rate that I do not lend myself to the wrong which I condemn. You don't want to point out the things that are wrong that become part of it. Again, social media, all they care about is turning you into a product. We've talked about it before. And they influence people in subtle and not so subtle ways to get you believe what they want you to believe, to determine and spell out what they see as truth. And we complain about it. But if we don't stand up to it, what happens? We become that thing which we condemn. So hone your conscience. Reflect in your foundations. Where you get your moral code from, your sense of right and wrong. Be secure in that and then stand firm. And if it means somebody calls you a rule breaker, be a rule breaker. If it means someone calls you a criminal, be a criminal. But you got to stand for something. As Martin Luther King said, in a way, you got to be willing to go to prison for what you believe in. It's a hard line. It's a hard line, but we are every day being faced with hurdles and choices that are going to demand we take a stand. Are we going to become the thing that we condemn? Or are we going to follow the best people in our history that made our country what it is and be willing to stand up whatever cost it may mean for us? So until next time, my friends, aim high. And sometimes you aim high by just standing where you are and not moving your feet and saying, I will resist. Spread your wings like others before you have done. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. The things that perfect and hone your conscience. That give you the confidence 
can make a stand, whatever label they may give you. I'm Siloam, and until tomorrow, that'll be Thursday. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.